0: Hey, everybody. So we're almost at the end of season two for our podcast. And when I was going through and listening to some of the episodes, I was thinking, I cannot believe we've gotten this far, not having an auxiliary person on the podcast. That is really my mistake and so I want to try to rectify that because auxiliary are as much a part of the HBCU band experience as the wind instruments or the percussionists. So this week I have Candace Alston Davis. I have to be upfront and say that she is the daughter of one of my former coworkers who I really care about. Um, And So when it came to mind to who to talk to, she came to mind first. She marched for Essence of Troy, which is the dance girl section at Virginia State University. And so she gets to talk about her experiences and how her dance background prepared her for being successful in the Essence of Troy. So without further ado, here's my talk with Candace Austin Davis. Okay. I am here with a great person. I have had the honor of working with her mother for many years. And the funny story about it is with you, Candace, your mom told me, oh yeah, by the way, my daughter, she works with Champagne at South Carolina State. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, I'm here with Candace Austin Davis, who is a dancer. She danced for Virginia State and was the instructor at South Carolina State for a little bit. And so I just wanted to find out more about you. I'm glad that we got to meet through your mom, who is a great person. Um, But how are you doing? (laughs)
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, You know, just ready for the pandemic to be over. Yeah, aren't we all.
0: All right, so we'll go ahead and get started. And of course, you know, I'm going to know some of these things, but the people listening are probably not going to know this.
1: So where's your hometown? Durham, North Carolina, Bull City. I was actually, I'm not, I wasn't born there. That's a funny thing. I was born in Opelika, Alabama, but I only spent like three and a half years there. And then everything else, I was raised full-fledged into Durham, North Carolina. My dad is from there, my mom's from Henderson, so. Right,
0: right, and both of them graduated from from NCCU, so that brought them
1: there, right? Yes, North Carolina Central was literally in my front yard. So I would walk up to Central's campus to visit my dad, I mean, throughout the summer, just about every day to get on his nerves, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about your, your dancing career. So how old were you when you first started dancing?
1: I let Virgie tell you, my mom, I was in the womb dancing. But I remember my first class was about four or five years old. And I started at the Durham Arts Council. And from there, I just remember someone saying to my mom, I think it was a dance teacher, actually. She said, hey, you may want to look into other classes for her. And at the time, you know, I was a little kid, so I didn't understand what that meant. But she meant in terms of just a different level of training. And my mom was like, you sure? And she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I think I was in like creative movement, you know, be with the wind and all that stuff. At the time. Mm-hmm. So like most little kids, but she was like, no, you may want to try a different level of classes. My mom just kind of thought about it for a little bit and didn't really, you know, make any moves on it until I watched the episode of Bill Cosby. He was like, challenge. And I was like, I want to tap. So um, after that, she put me into dance at Nina School of Dance in Durham. And I danced there for forever, until I graduated high school. I also went to Durham School of the Arts, though. And I did not go there for high school. I switched over when I was in ninth grade. I decided to go to Jordan High School. Uh, but I did learn from uh, Toya Chinsley, who was amazing. And I do believe now she's, like, over a lot of things DPS in terms of, like, the dance department. And at the time, Durham School of the Arts was brand spanking new. So I always seemed kind of like the little guinea pigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it was a lot of fun. I just knew that I wanted to try something else different, but I was really glad that I got introduced to her because that's why I learned African dance training. I had never been trained in African dance before that.
0: Okay. Okay. So before the African training, it was just, was
1: it tap, ballet, jazz? Your traditional, you know, recital, you go and everybody in the back is screaming, oh, that's my baby. Yeah. So (laughs) ballet, tap, jazz, uh, and then right around 10, I do believe, I auditioned for the dance company. And what I learned later on is that dance company where I'm from versus your stereotypical competition down here in Georgia, because that's where I live now, was totally different. So we had a chance to do a lot of stuff that I didn't realize was such a big deal until I was older. And they were like, you did that? You met that person? I was like, yeah. But I didn't, you know, it doesn't click when you're like 10 and 12. You're like, all right, my dance teacher said dance. I, You know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, I was able to meet some really, really like major dance instructors and choreographers, people that in the dance world, they are huge, they're legends. I met them as like a teenager, not understanding the gravity of everything and the performances that we had.
0: Okay, okay. So you're still um, dancing, you know, you've at this point you've learned African dance and you're in high school now. You said you started off at Durham School
1: of Arts. Was that like ninth and 10th grade? And then you went to Jordan for 11th and 12th? Yep, well, middle school. So Durham school. Okay. at the time. Well, at the time it was Durham Magnet Center, and then it switched over to Durham School of the Arts. I was there from sixth through ninth. And then I did 10th through 12th at Jordan. And then from there I went to Virginia State. So oddly enough at Virginia State, I did not plan on dancing. I knew I wanted to dance possibly recreational. Like I always kind of played with the idea that like I knew I was pretty decent. I knew I was good. At that point I had already done the Miss North Carolina pageant twice. As a teenager, and at this point, we're dancing with students that were at East Carolina and Elon because they had a connection through our dance instructors that I you know was being taught under, so I'm dancing with these college kids thinking like, "Oh, it's good, you know I again, I never really understood the gravity of it all until I was an adult, like, oh man, I did a lot um so I knew I was pretty decent, but Never really thought about going into it professionally. And then I went to Virginia State and I decided to major in mass communications. And I originally was going to go into radio television until I heard my voice being played back to me. And I said, oh, this is not for me. But
0: you know what, though?
1: I think everybody says that about their voice. That Southern draw, especially at the time, I feel like now I've worked on it just a bit. But, oh, I, I, it was so bad to the point where I was looking at people in my class. and said, oh, girl, who is it? Is it you? Because it was a public speaking teacher. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. And she played it. And she said, okay, you have to guess who this is. And I was like, oh, was, was that you? I'm going around the room. No, ma'am. It was you. It, it was me. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's what I learned very quickly. Uh, may not be for me. Uh, I ended up going into public relations then. And I had a minor in dance, and again, I sh- did not dance my freshman year in the band. I well, let's 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 pause
0: there. Oh. Okay, so yeah, oh. all right, we're gonna pause there. <laughs> 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 so let's go back to high school, and you ended up going to Virginia State. What made you want to choose Virginia State? Had you seen the the Trojan
1: Explosion before? Like, tell me about that. Funny story. I had only heard about Virginia State twice. Oh, I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of people like, oh, you must know. Nope. I knew I did not want to stay in North Carolina. I knew and I I is not to knock North Carolina, but I was such a North Carolina girl and such a Durham girl. And my mm-hmm. mom was at UNC. My dad being in North Carolina Central. I was already like immersed in everything. And I was like, you know, I just I want to see what else is out there. Now, mind you, Virginia State is all of an hour and a half, two hours away. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right. But. The people there, you're getting a lot of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, got a lot of Cali folks. So I was kind of odd man out by coming from North Carolina. I think there was only one other girl that I knew of at the time in my uh, year that she came from like Riverside, that was it. So I had only seen Virginia State twice. I did not wanna go to Howard because I didn't like DC. Now mind you, this is 18 year old camps, okay? No common sense, but. I, did, I didn't want to go to Howard. And everybody said, well, you know, you go to Howard, you can major. And I was like, no, I'm just not going to do it. I'm okay. And I went to Virginia State's campus and literally fell in love. I love the size of the campus. It wasn't too big. It wasn't teeny tiny. It was just far enough away that, you know, my parents couldn't knock on my front door because my mother would have. Um, <laughs> you know, was, right. So, you know, it was it was really a happy medium. And my best friend, she was going to Hampton. And I remember when we got our acceptance letters at the same time, there was a clip song that was out and it said something, I'm from Virginia, what ain't to do but cook. And I sent that to her as like my, I'm going to Virginia State. And she was like, oh, I'm going to have someone Virginia with me. So mm-hmm. it was literally Virginia State was the perfect in-between for me. I did not have to stay in North Carolina and there was nothing wrong with that. That just wasn't for me. And I didn't want to do like your large like Howard. It did, Howard just didn't appeal to me also. So it wasn't a knock anything, but it just, you know, everybody has their own fit. And the green state was perfect. It was right there in the middle for me. So
0: Okay. I understand that. I mean I'm I'm from Hampton, Virginia and I didn't want to go to school in Hampton just because of the proximity of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Hampton, but I just it's just too close. <laughs> Yeah. So your your first year in the, the Trojan Explosion, you said that was your
1: sophomore year? It was my sophomore year. So I the funny story behind that is I saw the band on campus and I knew after my freshman year, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to audition. Like, I have to be a part of this. I, I've always seen the girl. Now, be mindful, I have more of a classical, technical background. Ja- and at that time, hip-hop actually really wasn't a thing. Like, we were going to dance competitions, and hip-hop wasn't even a category. Okay? So, this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this gotta tell you, like, okay, it was still uh, not a thing. So, to see an HBCU dance line style, I was like, oh, I like this. Now, what what is this about? Mm-hmm. I, I had seen it on Central's campus, obviously, with my dad working there. i had seen it going to the Aggie Eagle. I grew up with the Aggie Eagle Labor Day Classic. So, you knew all about Golden Delight. That was... You know, you knew a couple of girls that made it and they were like, oh, I'm Golden Light, you know? So, but it still never really appealed to me until I got to Virginia State's campus and I saw it in front of my face. I was like, oh, okay, we have to make this happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I auditioned my freshman year going to my sophomore year. I danced my sophomore and junior year. I decided actually not to dance my senior year just because I had to make sure I got out in four years via Boyd and Berkeley Taylor. I'm so. <laughs> state, out of state, crew. I, I feel you. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things I, I you know, I wanted to, but oh yeah, no. They, mm-hmm. they said, hey, 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 sis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my sophomore year, I danced. And because I had more of a technical background, it was actually not easy for me to pick up on a lot of the dance styles and a lot of the movement. So it was funny. I remember going through auditions and I remember there, they will always say like, oh, she's so flexible. She can dance. She can turn. She can do this. And it was all of the technical aspects because that's, you know, what I knew. Oh, when it came to those double hips and everything, I was like, what, "What? what is a double hip? And plus, I was teeny tiny compared to everybody else that I was dancing with. I always call them the Amazons. So I was one of the shorter ones of the bunch because everyone was so tall. <laughs> they looked like a woman. And here I come in. I think I was maybe 110, 115. I was teeny tiny compared to everybody else. I said, like, I'm just trying to keep up. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but no, it ended up working out my sophomore year. And I did not, and I always tell this to my students, I did not dance my very first game because I didn't make the field. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. And I was bitter until I saw the videotape. <laughs> I was like oh okay that's why I didn't make it y'all y'all right y'all right you know it was one of those things that because I had a technical background I was like clearly I can dance what what do you mean I did not make (laughs) the feel you know it was like oh what is going on but then I saw who I was standing next to and I was standing next to a girl that had been doing dance line since she was in high school I was standing next to somebody else that she you know her the way in which she moved I was trying to imitate that so once I saw it was I had a few sit downs they were like Candace yes you you're good but you don't look like that I was like oh okay got it got it got it so you know it was very humbling but I do believe that that's something that band life and culture and just HBCUs in general I think that's something you cannot get anywhere else because I did come in kind of on my hot horse you know saying oh I know I'm pretty good. I can make it. And then I didn't make the field for the first game. It was a blow to my ego, but it was also the blow that I needed to say, sit down. <laughs> you still have a lot to learn. Like, fall back. But, um, I did make the next game, y'all. Make sure that. I- <laughs> oh, yeah. Make sure that. There was no more missing games. I was like, all right, we got to step it up. So, yeah. As a matter of fact, the next game was the Norfolk game.
0: The Labor Day Classic?
1: Yes. And Mm -hmm. that was my first time being a part of a Labor Day Classic. That was my first time ever being part of a band battle. I didn't know about this. I went to Jordan. Jordan did not have that type of atmosphere, you know? So coming from a technical background, coming from Jordan, and then being thrown into this, I was like, oh, I love it. I'm terrified, but I love it. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify, when you say Jordan, you're talking about Jordan High School. Yes yeah yeah um so who was your instructor during your time marching and did you like interact with i'm pretty sure you acted with, interacted with them a lot but then also with mr Houghton?
1: so okay i never mr Houghton was gone by the year i got there but he was still very much so present so okay When i got there it was dr phillips okay okay phillips, you know his going yes <laughs> was, we love that But, um, yes, Dr. Phillips had been there. I think that was his second year that it was my first year, I do believe. And Selena Scott was my coach at the time. She's still coaching there, I do believe. Yeah, she is because we just talked not so long ago. But Selena Scott had just started also the year before. So she was into her second year at uh, Virginia State. And she started originally as a clarinet player, I do believe. She was clarinet. And then she danced on Essence. And then from there, she became the coach. Yeah. So, I mean, and she let it be known, we're going to get in line. I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am.
0: Yeah, because I was going to ask you, what was her her instructional style? Like,
1: how how would you describe
0: her as an instructor?
1: She was that, uh, I would have to say she was that gap between the old school and the new school way of instructing. So, I appreciated the fact that she was not a complete authority you know but she played no games like it was just enough that's like okay I'm gonna give you guys onus over what you do in terms of like the choreography and you know making sure that we took ownership and pride of what we had but then also at the end of the day that's who called the shots if that's what you want to do this is what's going to happen you know, so um, I definitely appreciate that. I, it, there were a lot of things that just in general, work ethic wise, that you learn about her, if not during the process, definitely after the process. You're like, oh, my gosh, Selena did everything. Uh, but, you know, there's one thing in particular I always take. It's a quote that she said, practice makes permanent. And I use that to this day with every student that I have. Practice makes permanent. It does not make perfect because what you practice is what you're going to show out there on that stage or on that field. So if you're practicing the wrong thing, that's what's going to happen on the stage or on the field. She said that every day. And I was like, yep,
0: got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk about some of the matchups.
1: I know the Norfolk
0: State matchup is probably going to be big because that's like the always the Labor Day Classic, the first big meeting of the season. Did you get to meet any of the other dance teams that you face off against?
1: It was so different now. Like, I I will say, like, it was so different when I danced from the year and a half that I was with Champagne to even now. It's so totally different. So, you know, we really, CIAA was different in general, right? So we're smaller. It's not this huge hoopla, if that makes sense. Not like swag. Like, I didn't, really learn about swack until after college. And my husband went to Southern. He graduated from Southern. So I didn't know, I knew about SWAC, but not a lot. Right. And then of course I knew about MIA, but MIA was always kind of like the bigger brother to CIAA <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where you moved up to once you left CIAA. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of interacting with other deadlines, but when you did, it was always cordial. It was, you know, Hey girl, how you doing? Honda was probably the best example of that where we were all kind of together and we were kind of chit chat with folks you know just kind of waiting to uh perform or you were waiting to get instructions to do something so I know a couple times I struck up a conversation with I want to say it was somebody from Jackson and you know just other schools but I knew girls because of dance and then they happened to be on the dance line if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. if I knew them from North Carolina I probably knew them from what studios you go to what competitions you do we knew each other from the dance world, and it just so happened that it transferred over into HBCU um, dance lines. But, you know, we we were very subdued compared to, I would say, probably the group that came before us, because I, I know you know Tracy. I love, I love me some Tracy. So, for everybody has no idea who we're talking about Tracy, Tracy was my captain at Virginia State. Tracy has all the energy in the world. You had to match Tracy's energy in order to survive, okay? But Tracy was very honest and upfront, still is, very blunt individual. And Tracy's, this sticks out in my head when we say matchup. Her matchup against Bowie (laughs) to this day goes down to CIAA legend. Because it's hilarious. (laughs) I love Tracy. I said, Tracy, you just didn't care. She was like, no, it's game time
0: had somebody on the podcast last week that was affiliated with Bowie's band program. So I want to know this legendary story that you're talking about. So I can so I can ask him
1: to see if it is true. If my memory serves me correctly, Tracy was leading and they just I mean they kept getting closer and closer and closer and closer and, closer and then it was like okay hold on. <laughs> so you know it it got a little interesting it got a little dicey there afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I think some interesting words may have been exchanged. I don't really know. But, you know, Tracy was never one to back down. I did. That was the one thing that I picked up from her more than anything. Like, anybody's going to say anything about you because you're an easy target. You know, you're supposed to be the face of the band. So, you know, you have to, number one, stand up for yourself, but also make sure you can always back it up. And Tracy stood up for herself she always backed up she did not back down to anyone and i loved it (laughs) (laughs) so it was one of those like okay i i see where this is going but yeah i mean we my my group we came in after tracy tracy was over us my sophomore year and then it started my junior year with one girl but then i ended up switching over and doing captain um towards the end of the season and i mean we were We were a tight group. Like, I I will say, looking at that group of girls, especially that second year, it started to be more of a changeover to this newer style that you see that's a bit more flamboyant. Mm -hmm. Still very much so connected to HBCU dance line. We were known for being very fast in our movement. But I definitely think around that timeline, because let's see, it's like 06, so... 06, 07, 08, 09 is definitely when you start to see like a different group of girls come in and it's more technical. The It's even faster. Like it's just, you're like, oh, okay. I like where this is going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So
0: it's, it's interesting to see that evolution. That I'm sure the yeah. evolution of watching those dance lines are interesting. So I have a question about, because so, you were in Essence of Troy, because that's the name of the line, right? Okay, so with Essence of Troy, how are you all received on campus? Because, like, from the outside looking in, all you hear about at Virginia State are the woos, and I know that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the woos, this woos, that. Like, are were you received as well? Was was Essence of Troy received as well? as, like the woos it, on it's
1: campus. So funny because we're called the jewels of the CIAA. So when you, at a lot of times, I think people get us. And I don't want to say confused, but when they see people dancing, they don't realize it's two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. So I, what I've noticed is that this is more of an East Coast thing, if that makes sense. So you get a lot of like, I didn't know the name of Scarlet Lace until I knew people that were on Scarlet Lace. I knew about the cheerleaders first. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's one of those things, that I, my assumption is that it's more of an East Coast thing because on campus, it was like, oh, this Essence. Like, everybody knew, like, they don't call us Essence Detroit. They go, that's Essence. Or they mm-hmm. call us Essence. Like, oh, you know, is that an Essence girl? Or, you know, whatever. Like, my, again, my best friend, she was a woo-woo, and I was an Essence dancer, So, it was hilarious. Like, we would go places, and like, oh, my two favorite, you know, whatever. But, yeah, you, you knew about the woo-woos, though, because of Doc. And I think that was the, for Virginia State, that was, like, the, the deciding factor, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Doc was very well-known. At Virginia State. She is all things amazing. If you ever get a chance to talk to her, she's like great. Dr. Johnson. Uh, but um, she was the one that really put I mean, she started the woo-s, i do believe.
0: Cause I remember the woo-woo's being a thing in the eighties, you know, like yes. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, like she she made sure like you knew these are the woo-woos. But also Essence of Troy was with the band. So it wasn't like I didn't realize that it meant such a Huge distinction from the band versus dance line until I started talking to people that were swag. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, this group and that group. And I was like, oh, because it's just so kind of flip flop. The only group that I knew of outside of their cheerleaders was just Golden Delight. Mm-hmm. That was it. Everybody else always knew about their cheerleaders first. And then their dancers were the band dancers. Mm-hmm. So it was so funny to me and everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. So I was like, yeah. They
0: have like essence. I'm like here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's fascinating to me because you know I I grew up with. Oh going to CIAA and and all that kind of stuff and I just remember like the, the cheerleading competitions that they would have and stuff like that and yeah but this is this is completely separate so I want to make sure to highlight Essence of Troy and the stuff that you've done with Essence of
1: Troy because this is a band podcast although I love cheerleaders there's a band podcast <laughs> I have love for the cheerleaders though I have love for them but it was so funny because with my roommate being a cheerleader she would ask you what cadence are they gonna play for this or what cadence Because you know they still end up dancing and cheering to the band cadences so I would Mm -hmm. always kind of like help her out like yeah yeah you hear this then it's gonna sound like this
0: (laughs) right right
1: okay so let's
0: let's talk about like after you graduate so tell me what your career progression was and like I know you always have stayed in the dance field right so tell me about maybe the transition from you marching at Virginia state, you graduate and then you become the instructor of champagne at South Carolina state.
1: I'm a crazy lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I've always been a person that I know that I want to stay in a certain lane. I just like to see what areas in that lane are for me and what works. So, I I always have backdoored my way into teaching dance because I knew that I could dance. It Doesn't necessarily mean that I like being in the front for dance. That's the thing that I think it always surprised people, and I'm like, ah, I'm good. So I performed professionally for uh, three and a half years. I danced down here in Atlanta. Um, I did the African American Dance Review. I did a bunch of TV shows. Um, I choreographed for. Uh, What was that show? It was Drop Dead Diva. I don't know. It's probably old now. When I said it to my students, they were like, who? I said, oh, I feel my age. Um, (laughs) You know, I I did work down here um, along with the fact that I've always taught in dance studios while I've been down here. Uh, At one point, I was teaching at five. I was running a dance workshop series that was in Richmond, Virginia. We traveled to Chicago. We traveled to um, Florida. We had a couple times in North Carolina. I've done that. I've done agency work. I've done management work for dance crews in Chicago and also here in Atlanta, traveled to, let's see, California, traveled to Dallas to work with World of Dance. So this is actually World of Dance way before what you see on TV. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people probably don't know is, well, if you're not in the dance world, World of Dance originally started almost kind of like undergroundish, and it was very hip-hop. Like, this is super commercial compared to what it originated as. So I worked with a group that performed for that. Uh, you know, so I, I've done a lot. Like, I, I literally, you name it, I probably stepped my toe in it. Okay. <laughs> but, but at the time, I want to say this was 2011 or 2012. At this point, my my years started running together. So I want to say it was around about 2012 Probably twelve, somewhere around there, but I was teaching at multiple studios, and a mutual friend of mine, she works with a lot of the high school dance lines here in Atlanta. She said, "Hey, they're looking for a um, a coach for South Carolina," and she told two of us. And my other friend was like, "No, I don't want to do it. You know, I've." done my thing with high school I'm, I'm okay and i was like oh well i was super duper reluctant because i had actually never worked with a collegiate team before i had gone back and worked at virginia state with selena like working with the girls and doing workshops and i taught adult classes but when it came to actually being a coach i just remembered all the grief that we gave selena <laughs> so i was like oh i don't know about this um and she was like no no, no i think you would be really good The girls are, you know, a good group of girls. And I was like, okay, you know, well, we'll see how all this works out. I want to say I was probably about 26. That was also my other fear, too. I felt like I was really too young, and I still kind of stick to that. I was probably a little too young, but it worked out. So I went down to South Carolina, or went over (laughs) to South Carolina, and I worked with them for a week. And There was another young lady that was there also at the same time. She worked with him for a week and then she actually got the job over me. So that was the thing that a lot of people, they were like, Oh, well, I thought you was like, no, I didn't start with them. (laughs) So that season, the other young lady started, but unfortunately, I guess it just didn't work out with her. And then towards the very end of the season, I think I did like maybe three or four games max with them. And then I did Honda that year with them. So, That was the year that I knocked out, I think, like two parades and a few games, and it worked out. And it was, you know, one of those like, hey, can you come back for next year? I was like, oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) It really wasn't, it wasn't my plan. You know, at that point, I really was sticking steadfast to dance studios. I kind of made up my mind that I wanted to possibly go back to school and get my master's in dance education. I was just kind of moving down a different track. And they were like, no, 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 you know, it'll work out. And also I would have had to move to South Carolina. And I was like, ah, okay, we'll figure this out. So I gave it a year to try and see if just the commute would work. And it did. And I I mean, it was to the point where I was drinking Red Bull, like my life depended on it, right? And just to, I think working with the girls, they were great. Some of them drove me slightly insane, (laughs) but I remember, like I said, the grief that I gave Selena along with everybody else. So it was par for the course. It wasn't anything crazy, but I just could not devote my full time and still be in Georgia. And literally I was running a studio at that time. So running a studio, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, parts of Sunday, I'm in South Carolina. It just wasn't working. (laughs) So that was, That was it after that. I was like, it's been lovely. I loved it though. You know, I, it was a different lane that I didn't think that I would like to coach. If that makes sense, just because I know all of the things that go behind it. So the fact that I did it and I did it so young, I think if I were to do it now and I was older, good. Cause I would be cemented in, okay, this is what I want. But just being that young and trying to figure it out, I'm glad that I was able to do it, but I was like, Ooh, that." That age was a little different. Because truthfully, when I look back, we were like, the girls and I that I was coaching, we probably played in the sandbox together, you know? So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was, I can understand how they probably looked at me sometimes like, no, what is she talking about? Because we almost the same age. I totally get it, you know? But yeah, I enjoyed the experience though. And they did great at Honda. So, that's what I I cared about (laughs) at the end (laughs) of the day. amazing. (laughs) So,
0: you marched in Honda, because I know that was when... Virginia State went those nine years in a row. Of course, you didn't do all nine, but... that' <laughs> yeah, my you did too. Okay, so you marched at Honda, and then you
1: coached at Honda. That must have been a real interesting experience. It was so funny being on the opposite end. That's why I was like, I don't know... You know, it's almost like stepping into a pair of shoes that are too big for you, and you know they're too big, but you keep walking anyway. It was one of those. I was like, well, we're just going to keep walking. Um, and, again, they did a great job. I just think had it been 10 years after that, I would have been in a totally different headspace and would have been more prepared just for everything altogether. But, yeah, after a year of driving back and forth, I was like, I don't, I don't think this is going to work for me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to move either to Orangeburg. I, You know, I had so much going on here in Atlanta that I didn't want to move at the time. I will say that year that I took them to Honda, though, it was so funny because my coach was there, Selena, and Jackson State was also there. So what a lot of people don't know is that Virginia State and of Detroit, we originated from Jackson State. We originated from J-6. So to have Jackson State, Virginia State, and South Carolina State, literally all three of us were right there together for mass band. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that is cool. And I did not know that. I love it. Yeah. Those things I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But yeah, I... I'm glad from my experience. Now, I will say one of the, the young lady, she did not come in directly after me, but the young lady that is there now, she is doing an amazing job. Oh my gosh, she is doing great. I spoke with her not too long ago. She is like the mom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So
0: what are you doing now? What was going on with you now?
1: So I am an educator. I'm a dance educator. I am teaching middle school and high school students. I work with two different dance studios. I'm an assistant director at one. I'm a competition director at another. And then I'm also starting almost like a dance advocacy group for students that want to go to college and major in dance, minor in dance, or possibly dance on the dance line because there are literally three different avenues that you can take. And a lot of times, students don't have that information readily available. So I can't tell you how many times I've gone to guidance counselors, I'm like, hey, what do you have for this student about you know this program? And they know nothing. And it's no, not to them, it's just that's not their expertise. And even working with some of my students at the dance studios, they go to a school that's a school of the arts. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So clearly your guidance counselor must know about the deadline for this program, or you the, know, nothing. So mm. now that I've kind of narrowed my lane, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I definitely know I want to stay in dance education. Again, I feel like I so totally backed into it, but I, because <laughs> I didn't want to teach. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to teach dance. And I just end up loving it. I, I love literally every aspect of teaching dance, and especially getting kids into programs that they have worked hard for and that they deserve. So like right now I have a few that are in college. I have a couple at Marymount, Manhattan, um, in New York. I have one at FSU. I have one that actually made the dance line at Hampton. So, you know, I'm working with these students because I know they have the talent, but they may not understand all the resources that are available to them. And I just want to get it out there to them.
0: Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I have one last question for you. And I want you, you know, you may want to think about this a little bit, but like, tell me about some of the lessons that you took from your time marching for Virginia State. And do any of them come into play now with what you do?
1: Oh, Lord, yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Gosh, hard work actually pays off. I think in this group this generation this day and time everything's instant everything's a microwave situation and if I you know don't have my pirouettes or if I don't have this and if I don't have this flexibility by this time then I'm just there's no point no hard work pays off so you put in the work you will see the change in what you're trying to accomplish also speak up Speak up. You sometimes you you have to make yourself known. You know, you may be the little person in the back, but the little person in the back may hold a whole lot of punch. So sometimes you have to <laughs> you gotta speak up like, hey, hey, hey I, I got it. We're, we're good here. Another one would go back to that, you know, practice makes permanent. That is a statement at the end of the year for all of my high school students, I put up on the board um, quotes that I've said throughout the year and they all say the same thing practice makes permanent
0: (laughs) okay all right well then um that's a great way to end things (laughs) (laughs) it was so good talking to you it's so good talking to you and like I said man I've got to call your mom because she she rocks but anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes please now you may be on the phone for two hours but yes absolutely give her a call
0: You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on HBCU hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.